Welcome to the Advanced Endurance Coaching Podcast. This is the show for you, the daily runner. Your benefit will be improving your self-awareness, your self-worth, and your self-confidence. It's to you, to you, my dear fellow runner, that I want to appeal to. Because life is too short to just go out on a couple of runs or just running for a while, the same old places and same old events. No, here is so much more that you experience and reach through better running. Welcome to Hypno Running, the show where we do more than just talk about running. We help you find solutions to develop your full potential, making you a better, faster, and smarter runner. And here is your host, Heiko. <laughs> yes, as the lady said, Heiko is my name, H-E-I-K-O. And the year is over, Rover. What is done is done. And what you didn't do, you didn't do. And the kilometers you didn't run, you didn't run. Hmm. First off, thanks for joining on today's show. It's the last show of 2023. Fourth season is over. That means it's about 200 episodes. And thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. Wow. I want to reach out to you today and just give you a a fantastic article that I read, and it's about, there is no finish, you know, it's about this event called a backyard, the races which are called yards, it's a background, and this one is Bell Buckle, Tennessee, and it started on October 16, and each of the runners had a simple goal, to cover each loop in under one hour, and to start the next loop on time until you can't do it any longer, <laughs> and if one person could finish more laps than any other, then you would be the winner. And it's the same inventor of this race who does the famous Barkley Marathon. And there are only a couple of people who actually managed to get a, a qualification for this. And there, there are many names out there of people who've done it pre-COVID and after the pandemic. But I, I want to focus on actually somebody who won the race and how the process of getting to a win came about. It was, it was very interesting. They were like... Ten runners that had dropped out already, and three of them remained. One runner from Japan, Terumichi Morishita, uh, Chris Roberts of Missouri, and Harvey Lewis of Cincinnati, Ohio. And these runners, they made it through 80 laps. But then what happened is the Japanese runner, he tripped and he fell. And apparently he lost consciousness somewhere. And he got up again, and he did another loop, but he missed the cutoff by just 30 seconds. So now there were two people, Robert and Lewis. They were the final two runners. And what happened is they'd done 84 laps, 84 laps and still fast times. Now, what happened is Roberts had a very bad knee. And he decided to call it quits in lap 85. And then what happened is Lewis, he managed to finish his 85th lap in 49 minutes and 42 seconds. That's three days and covering 354 miles. Are you listening to this? Three days of running, 354 miles. Wow. So that is the last man standing. I mean, this is absolutely fantastic. Now, who is this Lewis? Is he a world-renowned Olympian? Is he using the newest training methods? Oh, hang on, no. He's got the newest running shoes and he's got the fantastic watch. And he... No, listen to this. This is, this is the great thing. He comes from Southwest Ohio. I don't know if you've ever been to Southwest Ohio. I'm fortunate to have a good friend out there. And you know what? There 
aren't a lot of mountains on there. There aren't even hills out there. It's pretty flat. And what happened is, as I'm looking into this, I realize this guy, he actually also won the Badwater Ultra Marathon, a 135-mile race through the Death Valley National Park. Uh-huh. Okay. So just halfway getting into the race is already a battle because there are hundreds of entries. You know, you need to write a personal essay, a running resume, and only about 100 people from 25 countries are invited, you know. Now, not only was this Lewis invited a fourth time, but big drum roll. He won in 23 hours and 52 minutes. It's nearly an hour ahead of the nearest competitor. More about this Lewis. So this guy is a 30-year-old social studies teacher in Cincinnati School of Creative Arts. <laughs> wow. Two days after he finished the race. So he's not, what I'm trying to say is he's not a professional runner. Are you listening? I mean, this is amazing. So two days after finishing the race... He craved some more adventure. He didn't fly home, but with some of his friends, he decided to hike Mount Whitney. Now, Mount Whitney, I had to Google this, is a 4,505-foot summit. Wow. I mean, then after summiting Mount Whitney, they, him, Lewis, who just won that race, over three days, <laughs> drove eight hours down to the Grand Canyon. Have you ever been to the Grand Canyon? You should go. It is absolutely amazing. And then he did the iconic Rim to Rim. It's 42 miles and back in one day. Wow. I bet you until now you've never heard of this person. I'm pretty sure. And I'm pretty sure you haven't seen an ad for some other protein powder from him or advertising those running sunglasses that he desperately needs. Now, fact is that this guy must have a body that can recover incredibly well. And, you know, uh, he must be somebody who is able to uh, overcome obstacles because he has a very big belief. And what happens is, you know, he, he has got the belief that nothing can stop a man who's really committed. And what he says is, Lewis said in, in an interview, his, his mantra was not to be the strongest runner out there. He had a dream to win bad water. Wow. And he wanted to share that with all of Cincinnati, his friends and his family. And what he basically says is the conditions of where he came from, Cincinnati, helped him prepare for bad water. Now, I don't, I don't get it. I can't wrap my head around this. Cincinnati and Badwater, two completely different places. And in Cincinnati, you know, for me, it looks like it's pretty flat. There's very little geography that's similar to that. But somehow, that running community, his attitude, you know, and, and making the best out of what he's got, out of his surroundings, and having that belief. That's what enabled him to win. So this guy has got really top-notch mental ability. He can imagine himself being anywhere. So he's got this, you know, even in the dead of winter, he managed to run. And, and uh, basically, he commutes to, to, to uh, work and back by running. <laughs> and what he does then, 
he has got a pretty high mileage for for my liking anyway during winter he does about 70 miles per week and in spring it's about 100 miles per week but it's his attitude it's his purpose driven runs you know that lead to this wear, uh, to to this type of wear, uh, workout he, he takes a he drags a car tire behind him on a rope <laughs> really crazy it sounds like something out of out of rocky movie and usually when he travels, he'll run to the airport with all his clothes and a real big backpack. This is absolutely amazing. Now, he completed the bad water three times consecutively uh, previous to the year where he was placed 11th, 4th, and 4th again. And he says in an interview, the distances you can see, you feel like you can reach them across time. The elements of the heat, height, darkness, stars, you're blown away by the closeness you feel with God. And I'm still quoting here. When we drove through Death Valley this summer, I felt like I was looking at an old relative not able to stop and say hello. Very nostalgic. But I was happy when I arrived at Lone Pine, site of the new course, because the spirit of bad water was alive. The people are what make bad water special. Now again, this is not to be talking about bad water. It's about explaining how a very talented runner out of completely different surroundings can imagine, can envision, and can prepare in his surroundings and then come and win a race in a completely different environment, in a completely uh, different weather conditions, different uh, surroundings, and can manage to improve from 11th to 4th and then to win it. So you know what this runner has done? This Lewis, and you should Google him. He's really uh, very, very amazing. You should ask yourself some questions. What is your project for 2024? And why are you committed to the project? What's going to keep you committed to this project when you're struggling? <laughs> what is most important to you about it? And what are your semi-goals leading up to it? Don't, you, don't just be the one who's got the big, massive goal and uh, nothing in between. That's going to set you up for failure. You know? How clear is your vision of what is possible? And are you surrounded by people which are going to encourage you? Are you aware of how much time you're going to invest into this? And what are you going to learn out of this? So this is much more than just, oh, you just got to know your why. Oh, I saw this YouTube clip. You got to know your why. No, this is much deeper. Why are you committed? What's important to you about it? What is, how clear is your vision? Are there people that are going to support you in this? Because there are two types of of motivation, the intrinsic one and the extrinsic one. And the intrinsic motivation, that's inside of you. You strive for that personal goal, for personal satisfaction or accomplishment. That's going to pull you up that hill. <laughs> the, the extrinsic motivation is based on outside demands, persons, rewards, or obligation. So obviously, the internal one is the one that's going to really get you forward. And your goal, whether you're the athlete that's intrinsically or extrinsically motivated, you still want to provide that ongoing motivation coaching as part of your mental performance plan, your brain training. And, you know, what's going to happen is as obstacles and challenges arise, you're going to be able to overcome them. You're going to be able to, to have those future challenges by simply remembering the answer you gave before you set out. You're going to remember answering those questions and, and having a good reply. Why are you committed to it? What is most important to you? Are there people around you that are going to support you? 
And that's what's going to turn 2024 into a year of absolute fantastic running for you. Much better than any GPS, socks, sunglasses, or anything like that you think you're going to need for your running. Don't spend your time between Christmas and New Year on Amazon and, and looking for the newest deals. Uh-uh. Open a blank sheet of paper, take a pen, write things down. And then, when you ask yourself, end of 2024, what's done is done. What you didn't run, you didn't run. Perhaps you're going to be able to give yourself a much better reply than you have this year. And perhaps reflecting on people that come from a normal, humble background and that accomplish great things are a source of inspiration to you. So, there you go. A little bit of brain training <laughs> for runners. And what I want to say is I want to wish you an excellent start to 2024. And let me end off here with a fantastic verse from Luke 14. For which one of you, when he wants to build a tower, doesn't first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who observe it begin to ridicule him, saying, The man began to build and was not able to finish. Ha! Come on, let's finish what we plan out to build. My name is Heiko, God bless you, and remember, take it easy.